Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast. I am Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. Alex, Alex the Scatman. Alex the Scatman is taking over. Alex, Alex, help. Alex, help me. Listen, listen, listen. I know improv is yes and, but nope. See ya. Alex, what was wrong with my Scatman bit? Alex, support the Scatman bit. Uh, I can't do it. I can't do it. You know what? I'm starting to I'm starting to see what our reputations are going to be in this podcast. I think after getting some feedback from our listeners, I'm the party pooper and you're the party. And you know what? I'm okay with that role. You're the fun one. You're the optimistic one. You're the people pleaser. You're the man of the people, the people's champion. And I'm going to be that guy everyone's like, great. Thanks for ruining his spirit, Alex. I'm like, you know what? That's my role. Because we can't both be the party. So you can be the scat man. And I'll be the guy who doesn't participate. And you know what? Fans, you can hate me. It's okay. I'll make the sacrifice. Just don't hate the podcast. All right. Well, the scat man and I are going to go start our own optimistic podcast (laughs) over here. So you finish your thing. Him and I are going to have a sweet conversation about music and mouth-generated sounds. Are you going to call it permanent scat? Um, no. I'm going to do probably anything mm -hmm. but that. Yeah, because at the end of the day, scat has multiple meetings. Yeah. And uh, one of them is poop. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I wasn't going to say it, but... Permanent scat, dude. Go ahead. Take it. That's for free. You can have that one. Supporting each other through and through. Yeah, this is honestly what we come here for. It's half entertainment, half resolidation of our friendship. We just It's kind of like a check-in to know where we stand. Like, yes, we'll take 90 minutes out of our day to record a podcast with each other, but no, we won't support each other when we do bits that we're really confident on and we spend like the whole week thinking about and we anticipate I, our partner uh, oh, going through it. You did not spend all week thinking on the scat. I man. wasn't spending all week, but like once a day, I'd be like, definitely going to go with that scat man intro. So best case scenario, how would that have turned out? I, d- I would have hey, scat along with you. I genuinely don't know. You know... There's that whole concept of, like, count on your partner for one. I was counting on my partner for the follow-through on the Scatman bit. I had the setup. I was hoping you would have the punchline. Listen, I can create punchlines. But there's a part of me when you're experiencing cringe, not reflectively, but, like, while you're in it, it's just like, whew, what do we do with this? And a part of me was just, like, freezing. My heart sped up my body started locking up and it's like do we participate in this is this going to be our legacy are we going to share this with your unborn child is this is what is this what they're going to look back on and be like wow that was my dad and i'm like nope can't do it listen i'll get myself canceled let's not get it twisted you didn't even see the half of it last week crowd he cut stuff out i will get us canceled or at the very least me but it's only going to be for offensive things not for things i find weird i promise you that if I get canceled, it's going to be for doing something real bad. And if Craig gets canceled, it's because it's my fault. 
I am an accomplice. You know what you could try? Smoking cigarettes might give you that gravelly. It might enhance this cat. So I would recommend. Hey, if any of you at home are thinking about, man, I really wish I could get into the scat man vibe, smoke some cigarettes. Not just a some, lot. like a lot. Like a lot, a lot. We're talking at least a pack a day for a while. Just stick six of them in your mouth at once, light them all. It's way more efficient that way. Yeah, and then you'll get that gravelly sound that the legends have. So um, if I am going to support Scatman, I also support Marlboro. And I think everyone should go out and buy a pack right now, support the Scatman and all his endeavors, enhance your voices, ladies and gentlemen. Is this what the last season of Mad Men was supposed to be? Yeah, just like a cigarette endorsement. All right. Well, now that we uh, stumbled our way through the intro, I think it's... Speaking of cigarette endorsements, <laughs> this movie has lots of cigarettes. Yeah. Um, Big old fan. So Love it. our movie that we wanted to talk about was um, The Devil All the Time, starring Tom mm-hmm. Holland and Bill Skarsgård and Robert Pattinson. Uh, next week... We're shifting gears. You know, we've done a lot of serious movies, so we're going to take a hard pivot, and we're going to watch The Lorax. Starring Danny DeVito. And Zac Efron and Taylor Swift. I'm really looking forward to it. But, like always, if uh, movie talks aren't your thing, we're going to skip ahead, and that time code is as you hear now. Time code 2432. The Devil All the Time. A while ago, Alex and I talked about the movie Project Power. And we were like, you know, this movie has a cool premise. It has a lot of star power. But it kind of just fell through. It didn't really live up to expectations. It didn't live up to what we wanted from it. Project Power, I would like to issue a formal apology. Because after watching this movie, I realize how much worse it could have been. Okay. So this is my first time hearing this, ladies and gentlemen. So you didn't like the movie. Oh, dude, not at all. I thought it was middle of the road. Just like a little bit of, it was just, it was okay. It was okay. It was one of those movies where I'm like, surely we're in like the last 15, 20 minutes and there's an hour left in the movie. Craig, I'm starting to detect a pattern in the movies you watch. You get that a lot. But Django this gave that movie to you a little bit. Specifically, this movie mm-hmm. was long and it was boring. This movie was so incredibly boring. I don't know. I, don't, I wouldn't say it was boring. It was a lot of things. Um, I wouldn't say it was boring. First of all, I love the characters. Like, they had not as much star power, obviously, as Django, but Tom Holland, Skarsgård, the, the narrator is the author of the book this is based on. Yes. Sebastian Stan, um, Robert Pattinson, obviously, we mentioned earlier, Jason Clark. Like, they had, and then not to mention, literally all the other females were pretty fire as well. So, um, I think the talent was there, and the characters were crazy, dude. It was wild watching this movie. Um, I just know, I just like, I liked not having any idea what I was watching before I started it. And then like, even the middle of it, cause Macy, obviously I watched these movies with her just so I can have a second opinion. She was just like, yeah, I heard there's a bunch of killing in this. It's about like a murderous family. So I went in being like, okay, there's going to be some killing that this is not at all what I thought it was going to be. 
Yeah, it's not like a like, Manson family killer. It's no. just a lot of different people getting shot. Yeah, dude. And the whole hitchhiking thing that was going There was a lot going on. So, um, like, the general thesis of this movie is, like, people who perpetuate wickedness through the name of God, right? Would you say that that's kind of what it boils down to? Um, I think it's just people, it's just like a wicked community, um, and it just transcends generations is what I would do. Because a big part of it is, like, people, there's one character who says who just takes advantage i guess there's two characters where like god is like a huge super important part it's the it's the pastor a robert um pattinson's character and the dad with the whole cross right bill skarsgård yeah skarsgård's character which is willard um so that's the religion part then you have a sheriff religion religion is not really related to that and then the hitchhikers where religion isn't so it's just like a complex community of, of two different towns uh, and just how like generations of violence and like shenanigans puts it very lightly, but just like nonsense ensues in a very close knit tight community. And like how this kid um, Arvin can just not escape it. Well, he goes back home or, or where he's uh, in his new place of um, Ohio, whether he's in West Virginia or Ohio, it follows him, you know? But I don't know. I thought it was kind of crazy. It was it was definitely crazy. I don't think anyone can, can testify that it was crazy. Um, but it was a whole lot of film and not a lot of movie. Yeah. And we talk about, like, the different kinds of characters that were in it. None of them felt important until it was too late. Yeah. And so yeah, because like the the mo- this isn't even a spoiler, but the most you see a character is right before they're not around anymore. Yeah, if you see a character that's not Tom Holland, and you're like, man, this character's getting a lot of screen time. It's not for too much. <laughs> not for too much longer. <laughs> so I think just my general opinion is not enough happened for me to care about each character and then like the last 30 minutes of the movie was like all right everything's happening now 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 right and i think that's yeah i I see your point the acting is so on point like i knew what was happening in the mind of every character and Mm -hmm. i definitely appreciate that to say that this movie is shallow in terms of character would just be wrong i think that there's a lot of character happening i just didn't find it interesting gotcha yeah so i mean i think there's a lot anytime something comes from a book which is almost entirely character development because you can see inside their heads you can see the dialogue like anytime it comes from a book i think the characters are a strong part of that story and this is definitely no different um what caught the pacing was a little off, but I'm used to things picking up at the end because they have to wrap stuff up. So if you're going to get a shootout in a movie like Django, if you're going to get somebody killed like the Invisible Man, if something's going to happen, it's going to be in the end because it's got it's got to go down. You know, um, I liked how wh- every time I got introduced to a character, I'm like, oh, this person is either going to get killed, kill somebody or be. And if they're not either one of those things, they're going to be off the wall crazy. Yeah. But they're probably going to get killed or get killed by somebody. 
or kill or get killed by somebody. And I, just knowing that, man, like halfway through the movie, I'm like in act two and I'm like, oh, no one's getting out of here alive. Like that was just cool, I guess. It was, it's just a dark movie. If you, if you sign into uh, the devil all the time and you're like, oh no, this will be a regular movie. You're crazy. Cause it's, it's dark. It is wild. But yeah, man, I was on board for the whole thing. It wasn't, I wouldn't, it wasn't, I'm not going to watch it again. And if I do watch it again, it's so I can watch everyone else's faces as stuff happens. Like this is pretty early in the movie, but the spider sermon. Yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, what? This is wild. Um, so that was pretty wild. Um, the uh, Marines who come across the crucified gunnery sergeant. I'm like, good grief. This is wild. Um, and that's all stuff that happens in like the first 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah. So you get real used to like, oh, it's going to be it's going to be one of those kind of movies. They're going to put a cross in the backyard and we're going to go and pray about it. And it's gonna you're gonna have a real mixed emotions about how they treat religion in this movie. It's just gonna be heavy. And it's gonna be heavy for almost the entire movie. Alright. With that being said, do we wanna jump into spoilers? Let's do it, man. Alright. Uh here's the time code again to skip to the end of the spoiler talk. Time code twenty four thirty two. This is another instance of top build actors not being in most of the movie uh i wouldn't say that yeah i guess they're not being in most of the movie but it's not the they are the most apparent actor like they are in more movie than everybody else but they're not in most of the movie if that makes sense yeah like once they're on screen that's who the story is centered around but it's gonna take us a little bit to get there because tom holland wasn't in it for like 45 minutes yeah but i mean his character was arvin was in it he was just younger but he's still the first name on the poster. <laughs> yeah. So I just, I just, I liked it because he is the main character and he's in it more than everybody else. Yeah. I so think, if you had to do with somebody, it made sense that it was him. I think I went into this movie thinking that either Bill Skarsgård or Robert Pattinson was going to be the main character when in fact it was neither of them. This is definitely one of those movies that going in with no expectations might be better than going in with any because it's just going to be confusing if you try to anticipate what's going to happen dude when there's that scene where um Skarsgård is trying to get set up um with his mom or aunt um with that chick in the church and then she falls in love with the reverend right so i'm like okay i kind of see where this is going obviously they're not clicking like he was with the waitress And then she falls in love with the reverend. And then cut to her serving him food, right? In a closet. Because he got bit in the face by a spider. And then he loses it. Drops the kid off. Takes her into the woods. And then just murks her. Yeah. Just knife to the neck. I think that was like the last exciting thing to happen for me. Okay. So... That happens, and then the dog crucifixion, and then I'm like, all right, we are in it for the long haul. Dude, the dog crucifixion, I'm like, oh, boy, this is crazy. This is crazy. Because I saw, the and the narrator's like, you know what, it, it is biblical that you have, to, sometimes you need to make sacrifices. And then Macy goes, the dog. And I'm like, yep. 
and then you hear the kid go no no and he just starts freaking out because this dog is his best friend and then the dog gets killed and then he wants to go back and bury it dude like the whole thing i'm like jeez dude this kid's gonna be in therapy for the rest of his life how do you even function as a human being after seeing this stuff yeah i i think i thought that the sacrifice was gonna be arvin but then he takes the dog out and i'm like god this makes more sense movie movie this makes way more sense yeah it was wild and we spent a lot of time with young arvin props to child actors yeah because they don't always hold up but uh shout out michael rapetta he held it down great job because i'm like i feel genuinely sad for this kid this is hard to watch that scene where he is being aggressively forced to pray by bill Mm skarsgård to like save his mom and that was like oh this is intense yeah that is is so wild just the characters in this movie dude it's just like it's visceral you can feel it the emotions are on their face you're like i get it i wouldn't do it but i understand what you're going through right now i understand why you might think this is the answer or this is how you're responding this guy's been to war he comes back this is the first like one of the first girls he ever sees he falls in love with her and then this happens and it doesn't seem like your kid's taking it seriously like you're just gonna lose your mind so i'm like okay i get it like he this is his way of just like grieving pretty much that was wild but dude like this goes back to i loved watching the different characters develop every time we cut to a person and we watch them for 15 minutes i'm like really getting to know them and why they are doing what they're doing because i think that makes when the characters connect a lot more meaningful because we know where both of them are coming from so we know why tom holland getting in the car as a hitchhiker was bad because we just spent 20 minutes with these people and we know what they do and we've seen them with a previous character so i like just how it flows and how it transitions between characters was important and knowing where characters were coming from so knowing that this guy's sister just got killed he doesn't know why but he knows that the perpetrator uh might be in his town and knowing how he's going into it more to conceal evidence and kind of get revenge than to like bring justice and we know he's willing to do it because everyone knows he's dirty like Having that background knowledge brings a lot to the table every time these characters interact. I feel like Sebastian Stan's character and the couple were only in this story to give it an ending. Because they, in my opinion, they didn't do anything of significance until Arvin ran away and started hitchhiking. So you say this is... All that backstory was to help flow into their motivation of why him getting into that car was a bad thing. Well, the only reason we saw those motivations was because this is kind of the only way that the story was going to wind up ending, if that makes any sense at all. Well... Yeah, so like if you're saying like if he Tom Holland was never gonna get in that car, there was no reason to have shown that stuff. Which makes sense. But like I think everything that you're shown is shown I felt like I watched like four different lifetimes. Like it wasn't Tom Holland's story. Tom Holland was the main character, but it was not Tom Holland's story. You know? He just happened to be in the right place at the right time, wrong place, wrong time for a lot of it. But like for instance, 
his dad had a crush on a girl who fell in love with the reverend at a church. Reverend kills the chick. The reverend goes, gets picked up by these hitchhikers and gets killed. Those hitchhikers, one of them is related to the sheriff who was there when his dad died. And later he's going to come back around and investigating his sister's murder. Like it makes sense because it's so connected. And obviously if you take one out, you're like, okay, I could still probably connect this without them. But I think every event that happened, every death pretty much that happened it's to show motivation, and it was to connect. And I think you probably could have thrown more characters in there to connect stuff. Um, like even the gas station uh, or G- GM owner was there the night the kid had, you know, pie on his face. So he was there. So like, there's all like minor characters, but I kind of like how it all connected. And this is coming from a person who wasn't a huge fan of this movie, but I understand the storytelling elements. And it, I, I liked it. It's definitely heavy it's dark. Some of it's a little heavy-handed. They're like, okay, we get it, dude. These people take pictures, and they also kill people. Like, we get it. I think that's maybe um, why I didn't like it, was because it mm-hmm. f- was because of the heavy-handedness. Right. Like, I didn't feel like these characters had anything to do with each other. Specifically, the couple and Tom Holland. Like, obviously, there's this, like, six degrees of separation in terms right. of how they're actually connected, but them being together for their for like that couple's final scene didn't feel natural to me. Okay. Yeah, I got you. I think yeah. I mean just I think just from the perspective of um this is a story where everyone dies and this is the most concise way to tell a death story for like fifteen different people. It makes sense. But in real life, obviously none of this would ever happen. You'd be like, okay, so you're telling me that everywhere this kid goes, somebody dies. And if he's not killing them, they just happen to know this guy. Like, uh, it doesn't make sense. But I think they're taking a lot of, like, um, liberties. And they're asking for the viewer to be like, listen, obviously this is not real. Okay? You're going to have to just tag along for this one. And know that every character is important. When in real life, not every character is important. But in this movie everyone's important and everyone's going to die. So I think just knowing that's how they're going to tell a story. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm on board with this, but definitely this is not a lot of people's cup of tea. I'm not even sure if Macy liked it a whole lot. It was just dark that it was very much a story. It was very much of, this is what we're going to try and tell. You could see like a whiteboard in the background of, okay, this person needs to meet up with this person. This person needs to meet up with this person. This is the closest intricate, plot you could have without there being time travel involved like and there kind of was there was flashbacks there was young actors playing future actors so there kind of was but it was it was intricate and it definitely felt like it was intricate on purpose all right do you have anything else you wanted to hit on um obviously people um rated r for a reason radar for a reason if you're not ready to see dog and you shouldn't be dog guts crucifixions suicides um murders nudity it was a whole lot of devil all the time so go into that mentally preparing yourself to see the darkest stuff that you're allowed to film maybe we should put these rated r warnings at the beginning yeah oh well that's a good point do a little bit of research people (laughs) 
We <laughs> do a little bit. All right. Um, I gave this a six out of ten. Yeah. I thought the acting was really good, and I think that's why I let it stay that high. Yeah, I think I might give it like a six and a half, six six point six, but yeah. Yeah. All right. What is on the docket for our improv game? Pod and cast team up. We're bringing it back. We'll see if it works, ladies and gentlemen. Got a little off the rails last time, but that's how we do things here. Um, anytime Tony Stark name drops Epstein, we know it's going to get a little crazy, but we're bringing it back, and we'll see how it works. So I will name the characters, Craig, and you will get the scenario, and we'll improv for a minute or two. The characters today are going to be um, Billy Bob, the street performer. Some might call him the scat man. And the other character is, it's going to be Flash. Okay. It's going to be Barry. That's it. Those are the characters. All right. Oh, I'm going to, uh, you're scat man, by the way. I am not being scat God, man. I was really hoping you would be. I was All hoping right, you would Bob. ask. Because I was definitely going to thrust that upon you because I really oh, I wanted to hear happen. your interpretation of who we are now dubbing Billy Bob the Scat Man. Or Billy Scat Man Bob. Billy, Billy Scat, the Scat Bob. Man Bob. The scenario is Barry is asking Billy Bob the Scat Man Thornton that for directions oh, he's lost on the street and... Oh, yeah. Uh, let's just say there's a little bit of a language barrier. Oh, jeez. Uh, where is this taking place? We'll give it like a metropolitan area. Generic metropolitan. Generic metropolitan. Okay. Oh, boy. There's no way this could possibly go wrong. All right, man. Let's, uh, let's start. I think obviously you need to take the lead on this one. Yep. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, I'm chasing a bad guy. He ran that way. I think I lost him. Uh, was it Main Street? Main Street, was it... Oh, did you, did you see him? Where am I going? Where am I going? Okay, you might be talking a little fast. Can you slow down a little bit? This is important. We need to find this guy. Where Where is he? Uh, uh, are you... Um... Maybe maybe you didn't hear me. There's a murderer on the loose. He was in like a white sedan. Listen, man. Listen, I need I need you to focus. Okay. Um don't know. Is that is that a hat? You want five dollars? Here's five dollars, okay? Yeah, he just went down Main Street. Thank you. All right, the next characters that we are portraying is Troy Bolton from High School Musical. Oh, I'm familiar. (laughs) And Ted Bundy. So, Zach Efron or Zach Efron? Yes, that was the connection. Now, I, again, have a habit of choosing characters I don't know a lot about. Ted Bundy, I watched the one movie, that's kind of all I got. Okay. Who would you rather be? I'm going to let you pick. Because I'm a kind and benevolent co-host. I'll be Ted Bundy. Okay. Why not? Um, Troy Bolton and Ted Bundy. 
So the scenario is Ted Bundy is Troy Bolton's grandfather who just got out of prison. And Troy is trying to figure out what it was like on the inside and what actually went down. So thank you for picking me up is what this is going to be. Hey, Grandpops. It's so nice to see you after all these years. Hey, what's up, uh, Sport? Uh, you mind taking me around the corner? I think I got something. I got something waiting for me. Y- yeah, sure. Dribble, 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 swish, swish, swish. Uh, yeah. So if you could just like wait on this corner, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go dig something up. Um, is it cool don't... if I still dribble my basketball? Yeah, sure. Uh, you can whatever. Yeah. Uh, dribble, you dribble, you stay right dribble, here. Dribble, um, dribble, I'm gonna. Dribble, you know dribble, what? Dribble. I got a basketball too that I can. Uh, it's it's buried right now. Um. But, uh, yeah, I'll take it out, and then maybe we can... Hey, uh, Grandpops, you can tell me about the severed head that you buried. I I mean, it's actually a little thing I I fashioned out of of skin of uh, one of my victims, but um, I'm not exactly sure if if it held up. If you you wouldn't mind sticking around, we might need to get this thing refurbished. Hey, Uh, real quick, before we Mm -hmm. we head off, I have a question. Uh Um, I got a giant b-ball game against some inmates for charity, and Mm -hmm. I kind of want to know, like... How to get inside their heads? How do I? How do I beat these guys? Yeah, uh, what you shouldn't do is talk about doing horrible things to young people. They're not a fan of that at all. All right, gotta, uh, they'll probably do some horrible things to you. All right, I gotta um, cut like five minutes of material. Then I was gonna do some stand up to kind of like get inside their heads, but uh, yeah, not. Uh, harming any of their wives, moms, daughters, children. Big no go. Most of them are not a fan when I uh, when I told them about you know you know uh, what I did. Anyways, yeah, I hear don't you. bring that dribble, up. Dribble, 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 yeah, uh, dribble, don't dribble. don't bring that up. Uh, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna unbury this stuff. It might smell a little bad. Could be me. Could be the body. I think at the end of the day, it's just important that uh, I already served my time, so I'm not going back. Dribble, here. dribble, yeah. dribble, dribble. Three pointer foot. Oh, that was the windshield. That was the windshield. That that's on me. That's my bad. Um, you know, maybe maybe we should just leave cuz I don't I don't know if the police ever found this stuff and I think you may or may not be drawing unwanted attention with your dribbling and singing and asking about prison. So, we're going to leave. Okay. Uh, and let's just spread. Let's You know what? Let's let's divide and conquer. Let's go away from each other and I'm going to do my thing, and you're going to draw attention somewhere else. And I think that might just be better for both of oh, us. Oh, by the good? way, uh, yeah. my girlfriend Gabriella called. She said that she really wanted to meet you. She's like oh, 24 yeah, now. I'm familiar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, little old, um, but I think I think I can make it work. Um, what, is, what is she doing tonight? Um, well, we were kind of hoping that the three of us could get dinner. I have to run some errands. So you're more than welcome to meet up with her by yourself beforehand. The thing is, is people taste better if they, I mean, people, how do I say this? It'll be better if we just don't eat. Let's just meet up before dinner. Uh, you do your thing. I'll be alone with her. And, uh, yeah, uh, you can, uh, just, yeah, just give me some time alone. Uh, I, I, uh, I think, uh, you, you know. All right, Grandpops, I'm going to call an Uber. All right. Uh, see you later, kid. Uh, make sure Gabriella shows up uh, by herself. Make sure she hasn't eaten. Um, and if you can make sure she doesn't have any Grandpops, phone. you don't have to keep rambling. I think we got the gist. Yeah, okay, kid. See you later.
<laughs> dude, I was ready to shut that down when you threw the three pointer. I was like, yeah, looking and, for uh, a tap you out. Didn't. Like, how do I get out of this? How do you I get didn't. out of this? And I took a, a long pause and I'm like, how do I end this? Here's the thing, people, about improv. I don't know what I'm doing. Craig knows a little bit more. How do you end that stuff? I need someone to be like, hey, we're good. We get the point. The joke's been made. Let's move on. You know, I never said it was going to be good, guys. Never said it was going to be good. <laughs> and I think you should expect it to be bad so you won't be disappointed. And I think we delivered. I think we delivered. All right. So Also, we need to stop. I need, we need to take pedophilia out of this thing. That's two weeks in a row. This is inappropriate. <laughs> Let's pick uh, non-killers or billionaires or anything to do with children. We're going to take it out for a week or two, see if everybody misses it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Hey, and if you write a comment saying you don't, you miss it, you want us to bring it back, you're banned. Banned. No longer allowed to listen to this podcast. All right. Well, with that being said, we're going to move on to our middle <laughs> segment. I'm just going to I'm yes. just going to jaunt us down the street here. Yep, send it. So, I brought a little bit of video game history with me today. All right. So, I'm going to do a little brief discussion about the history and then uh, we can kind of go in discussing like our personal experiences with these games. Uh, mm-hmm. This time, I brought a little game franchise called Call of Duty. Uh, never heard of it. Uh, d- shut up. <laughs> My war zone wins beg to differ. I'm cutting that out. People don't get to hear <laughs> War zone wins. So the Call of Duty franchise first started in 2003. Which is 17 years ago, which is kind of yeah. crazy to think about. You were four years old? Yes. Um, the second game came out in 2005, and both of those games were developed by Infinity Ward. In 2006 was the first Treyarch Call of Duty. This was the third game in the franchise. And all of these games were set in World War II. Uh, Call of Duty had a distinct World War II setting for the first three games. And then... Treyarch's second entry was also set in World War II, the game World at War. Uh, This is kind of what started the development cycle between Infinity Ward and Treyarch. Uh, Infinity Ward would develop one year, then Treyarch the next, and that's kind of how things went on, how how things are still going on. Um, Then, uh, after Treyarch's first game, Infinity Ward came out with Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. Now, this game was a game changer. Modern Warfare was incredibly successful, spawning two sequels, two remasters, spin-off games, and a reboot in 2019. Uh, Treyarch has their own subseries, which is the Black Ops arc, which has four titles, and its fifth is coming out in November, and the only game in this franchise that's not really connected to any other COD games is Call of Duty Ghosts, if you'd believe it. Yeah, no way. Um, There are 16 main title games, not counting remasters. And across those 16 games, how much do you think that the franchise has made? 16 games. I'm going to say... I might be shooting a little low, but $5 billion? Triple that. $15 billion across the franchise. That is wild. Um, I have not played a Call of Duty game since ghosts i think ghosts is the most recent game i've played aside from warzone Mm -hmm. but i've recently kind of been on a bender and i 
replayed Black Ops 1, I replayed Black Ops 2, I'm playing the uh, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare for the first time. I'm playing the remastered version, and... Okay. Man, these games are so fun. They're simple. They're kind of the butt of the video game industry. Like, people make fun of them for, like, being repetitious and, you know, how frequently they come out and how they're kind of like cash cows, but they scratch that simplistic itch for me. Like, I'm I'm down with the sickness, baby. Here's the thing is, like, I don't think you need a game to be realistic for it to be fun. So a lot of people, especially, like, Battlefield fans, would be like, well, Call of Duty... Like, for half the game, there's no bullet drop. For most games, there, aren't bullet, there isn't bullet drop. There's no destructible environments. The maps are too small. A lot of it is running and gunning. And I'm like, yeah, but it does scratch that itch of let me just shoot. Like, nonstop. Let me just do a 360 no-scope, you know, cross the map tomahawk, throwing knife, and just, like, just be a little wild. Especially with the introduction of zombies and infected game modes. Like it just it needs to be a little nonsense, and it lets it lets people connect. I remember playing Call of Duty at like in middle school. So this is a rated M game, and you're playing it in middle school, and all you're doing is like hunting zombies in the middle of the night. Yeah, I think you know, you're up late with your most friends. Most Call of Duty fans started playing in middle school. Yeah, it's just what you do, or maybe it's like earliest fifth grade. But like you're just shooting. Like it doesn't mean anything. Um, and my the game I got started with the first Call of Duty I owned. And played often was Black Ops One, so I missed out on the the, Black, the Modern Warfare Two, Modern Warfare Three for the first couple of years, and I went back and retroactively played it, especially like the Spec Ops missions. But Black Ops One, Black Ops Two, I got on release, and I obsessed over that game. That and then Black, Ops, Black Ops, Ops Two, Black Ops Two was definitely one of my favorites. I yeah, just finished so my good. replay of that. Um, yeah, and I liked the story and and how the campaign worked. And then I stopped playing Call of Duty. From Black Ops 2 until this new Modern Warfare Warzone game came out. And then I started playing the multiplayer for that again. Um, but I heard horrible things about Ghost. I heard Black Ops 3 didn't hold up to Black Ops 2. Um, and just like everything in between them is just like not worth getting back into. But I'm really glad. I think it just got really far into the future. And people were like, okay, so we can fly. So we're on the walls now. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, so I think I'll definitely, going back into, I'll definitely check mm-hmm. back in with you when I get to those titles. Because I'm trying to play, like, yeah. semi-chronologically. Sure. And once I get to And those, as they came out? Yeah, or? as they came out. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I've heard a lot of bad things about the future stuff. But I definitely am excited to hear what you think about it. Because I just never got into it. Uh, I think just... Um, how much does, like, criticisms of actual critics versus players... Uh, contribute to whether or not you play a game they typically don't either of them okay i have like a few people on twitter that i follow um Mm -hmm. that are kind of in the gaming space and if they say if they give a game high praise i'm more willing to listen to that than anyone else than not playing yeah Mm -hmm. okay so someone says hey you should play this game you're more likely to play it than if someone say hey don't play this game it just doesn't mean as much to you. Yeah, I remember when Mass Effect Andromeda came out. I pre-ordered that game. I got the deluxe edition. I was buckled down for that, baby. And as the game was installing on my Xbox, I was browsing through Twitter. And every and all the people I followed were like kind of dunking on Mass Effect Andromeda because I didn't get to play right. it until after school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, well, that kind of blows. 
uh, that people aren't liking this game. I still put 40 hours into it. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but did you have the same opinion as them as far as it not being good? Or did you have some kind of like a con- contrary opinion? I had a lot of fun with it. And that's kind okay. of the thing that I look for the most when it comes to games is just how much fun am I having with it? And the Mass Effect universe is definitely probably the universe that I'm most invested in. And Andromeda mm-hmm. was definitely the most unlike Mass Effect game in the franchise. But okay. I still thought the gameplay was fun and I had a fun time with it. But back to Call of Duty. This is our go-to friend game. When we are playing yeah. with friends, this is our go-to game. But our go-to game also does change. Because yes. Ben GTA, it's been Minecraft, um, and now this is just the thing. But this has been um, the thing since like april yeah i mean beginning of quarantine yeah anytime they just like continue to put out new content like seasons and just like re- bring out new guns um and they just like refresh what everyone's like opening up stadium train station all that stuff um adding most wanted i remember when that came out i remember satchels coming out um all these updates i think just like it doesn't quite feel like i'm playing a new game but maybe like I'm getting D. I'm, it feels like DLC. Like I'm just getting more and more and more stuff. Um, so I think it definitely is helping keep the audience around. I'm excited to see how the new Call of Duty impacts how Warzone is played. Yeah, because they're not just gonna like shut Warzone off. Yeah, but you also don't want your game competing with your game. Yeah. Um. I'm just excited to play through more Call of Duty. It's a simple game, and it scratches the monkey brain part of me. Yeah. So I just wanted to talk about it for a little bit. Highly recommend it. Sure. Uh, you know, if you wanted to play it, play the Black Ops games or the Modern Warfare games. You'll have yeah, a good time. See what the hype's about. All right. Do you have a one-hit wonder for us? I do. And if I was trying to get out of trouble for the first half of this podcast, we're just going to get right back into it. This one-hit wonder is called Design a Cast. And cast is a substitute for cult. Because we're creating cults today. Okay. I thought we were going to pitch, you know, unique podcast ideas. Boy, were you wrong. Boy, was I... You should have went more dark with it. Really should have. So, this is how this works. I'm going to pitch you a cult. It's going to have two good things, as a cult does, and one bad thing. And all you got to do is decide whether or not you would... You would join. Oh, yeah. That's it. So you're going to learn about, I'm going to learn what you value. Is it, you know, eating pets? And if that's not a deal breaker for you, sweet, join my cult. We're just going to learn a little bit about each other. You can do this as many times as you want. As long as one of those positive traits is emotional intimacy, nothing could cancel that out enough to where I would not join. We're going to put that to the test. So my cult, I'm going to call cult number one because I'm not creative. And... Cult number one offers free healthcare, which includes health, dental, vision, and therapy as much as you want, completely free. Okay? So that's a good thing, number one. Let's sandwich the bad thing in there. So I round it off. So it's not just two good things versus one bad thing. It's good, bad, good. Uh, the bad thing is um, when you have a child or a significant other or any new person is added to your family, they got to go live with your enemy for a year and then they come back to you and the enemy is determined by who you have the most arguments with who 
if they're in a, a position of they're in the opposite position you are so if you're in a position of power they're not if you're not in a position of power they are the complete opposite of you um and they your family your significant other if you want to date someone be like hey i'd love for you to be my girlfriend as soon as they say yes they're gone for a year and they got to spend time with the opposite and then you just get them back afterwards if they want and that's just how this cult runs on the bright side though um everyone gets a tesla <laughs> every year brand new tesla one per member of your family six-year-old gets his own tesla doesn't matter auto drives can we also promise that our old teslas are being donated to people in need yeah 100 oh, percent. yeah old I'm teslas I'm they go to cult number two i'm a, yeah I'm a, they don't have any clothes they don't have any food they get the old teslas every year new tesla i am into this cult yeah 100%. I'm in. You're in? Because... Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. So the one question I have is, like, if I have a kid, mm-hmm. is it... So it's, like... See ya. Instantly. So my enemy instantly. is raising... They're at the hospital. So my enemy is raising my kid for a year. For a year. Yep. I think... I think I... Really? I think, yeah, I think that'd be okay. Free childcare? Yeah. I mean, it's free anyway. It's free healthcare. That's literally everything. Yeah, my thing is like, oh, you know what? I really would love for us to take this relationship to the next level. And you're like, did you just say next level? Yeah. See ya. <laughs> but I could still see, see them. It's not, I'm going to go live with Eddie. It's not like I'm not allowed to see them within that year. That's just their place of residence. I mean, yeah. But we're also in a tight-knit cult community. So you're going to see them no matter what. And if they want to hang out with you, sure. But the majority of their time needs to be with your enemy. That's just how the rules work here. Yeah, I'm I'm in. I'm good. Oh boy. All right. That's fair. What's your cult? Uh, your first good quality is you. Everybody in this cult automatically gets a full night's rest, no matter how long they sleep. Oh, that's very nice. The bad thing is. All of your houses, all of your shelter is made out of burlap. Oh, that's the bad thing, huh? And the last good thing is there's free skill coaching for whatever skill you want to oh, use. Oh, 100% I'm in, dude. Improve. Send it. If the bad thing is burlap, which, don't get me wrong, sucks. Yeah, very um, bad. Big fan of skill coaching, man. Uh, big fan. Love to learn programming, maybe app designing. Trying to get into some stand-up comedy. So learning these skills is super important to me. I'm in. Your cult sounds awesome. The burlap's gonna it's gonna be a bit of a bummer. I don't think I'll find a way to make it my own and to stand out. I'll just paint it, I guess. You would have to live this cult would have to be centered in the most climately neutral area ever. Yeah. Monterey, California. It's like only between sixty and 80 degrees all year round. Yeah. But it rains quite a bit. Can burlap hold up against rain? I don't know. <laughs> Which is going to be a problem because our houses are made out of burlap. And our beds are made out of burlap. This is, it is going to be an issue. But, but you're going to be rested. Yeah, man. I'm going to be rested. And that's super key to learning new skills. <laughs> Sponsored by Skillshare. If you're trying to learn a new skill, join a cult. Skillshare. Join a cult that guarantees it. First year, free. And if you're at this call, it's free forever. Yeah, I'm in, dude. That sounds awesome. I'm about it. 
All right, let's do one more round and like let's let's take the let's go where we need to go. Okay. So I came up with I'll come up with I have the bad thing if you want to make two good things, but I'm not going to tell you what the bad thing is. So make your good thing is really good because it's going to need to counteract this thing that's pretty bad. And then we'll decide decide together whether or not, or the audience can decide whether or not they'd be in our cult. Okay. So just a collaborative cult. Yes. Collaborative cult. So the good things is. They need to be real good, man. God, they They really need to be real good. good. Would it be too far to just say infinite money? Nope. It's not too far. All right, so perk number one, infinite spending money. You can donate to all the charities you want. You can buy yourself all the goodies you want. You can help stop climate change via cash. That is all yours to behold. You want to do one more? I'll share the bad thing at the end. Okay. and It's, it's not great. The second good thing is guaranteed love. Not only is someone guaranteed to fall in love with you, but you are guaranteed to genuinely fall in love with someone else. Okay, Craig, here's the problem with what you just said. That's going to make my bad thing so much worse. Oh, then you got to lay it. Lay it. So my concept is called one love, one hurt. In this tight-knit community, if one of us goes through something, we all go through it. You're going through a divorce? Don't worry. We will all get divorced. Oh, we're all going to do it because you shouldn't be alone. Your dog dies. Guess what? We're all Entire putting our pets down. We're all putting our pets down. Oh, no. Infant mortality rate isn't good in the cult, even though we have infinite money. Don't worry. All of our firstborns. Got to go. Oh, you lost your job. Don't worry. We're all unemployed this month. And until <laughs> you get your job back, none of us will get our jobs so back. So I feel like the way this would have to work is so let's tweak this a little bit there is a cycle where every month one member of the community is the lead of the community and we Mm -hmm. follow their lead so if timothy loses his job then we're all losing our jobs and then next month when barbara gets a cat we're all getting cats yeah so i think that's how this cult is played and you just got to hope if you also, if you're that guy and you just get real unlucky for your month, first of all, nobody wants it to be their month. Straight <laughs> up, nobody wants it to be their month. Because that's going to be the one time where you get like an STD and everyone's like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> or you'd be like, or you just have like food poisoning and everyone's like, are you serious? <laughs> so <laughs> so digging through their, I, I imagine uh, digging one per- through their trash. Yeah, one person gets food poisoning and everyone else is just like biting into raw chicken. Yeah. Everyone just goes into the woods, starts eating mushrooms. They're just fine on the ground. Oh, dude, that would suck. That'd be so bad. Dude, not worth it. Flu season, chicken pox. You better hope no one breaks up with you. That's going to be the one. That'd be the one time be like, you cannot break up with me. March is my month. Do not do this. You got to stick it through. Nothing we're going through can be bad this month. Breakups would have to be like a like a group decision. You like yeah. have to get the whole <laughs> tribe and like, hey, listen, I'm thinking about breaking up with Sam this month. Um, y'all good with that? Or there'd be one of those things where you're like, hey, next month my is my month. We're working on it, but there's a possibility it ends next month. They'd be like, all right, let's take a good hard look at your relationship because if you don't think it's gonna last longer than a week, you gotta end that now. This cannot happen during or, your month. Or we kind of like game the system where it's like, 
All right, I need to break up with Sam, so it is my month. I'm going to do it. Y'all are going to have to do your breakups. But, John, it's your month next month. Just get back together with them, and then everybody can, like, reconvene. You'd be like, hey, my dog broke his leg. We might have to put him down. They'd be like, kill him right now. Your month starts in two days. It's 11.55. Get to work. We can't take a chance on rehab. We can't take a chance on whether or not he gets any hip dysplasia or any disease. You need to put that dog down right now. (laughs) You put that dog down and you hang him up on that cross. Do you know what the worst thing would be? Is it like person decides to go vegan? Because that's every vegan's like dream is like now everyone has to embrace it. At no least for a month. At least for a month. Yeah. Be like, hey, oh, and if someone screws you over on their month, you're like, hey, I remember what you did. We're eating meat this month. <laughs> be like, wait, what? Be like, hey, remember that one time you made me put my dog down? We're eating meat this month, dude. Oh, my Sucks God. To suck. Oh, you're allergic to peanuts? Guess what, dude? <laughs> Pecan pie every night. <laughs> so I think yeah. this cult is a no-go for me. Unlimited money, though. And guaranteed love. Who doesn't love that? Um, make sure you tweet at us and tell us if uh, this cult is right for you. Follow us on Twitter at Permanent Good. That's G-O-O-D-E. I never spell the permanent part. I kind of assume that people got that part figured it'll out spell check yeah it'll spell check yeah you guys will figure it out all right um now it's time for the weekly update um i think the zebras are starting to like get more sophisticated weaponry listen everyone sleeps on hooves everybody well people everyone sleep on thought, beds yes you you'd think so but not zebras and Everyone thought horseshoes were purely for horses, which I get. The name is extremely misleading. But when you can weaponize the shoe and attach it to the hoof, I think zebras have an honest-to-God way of fighting back. And I think the world isn't ready for the technology they've developed. And quite frankly, we aren't. You ever seen the movie Rise of the Planet of the Apes? I haven't, but I assume it has something to do with monkeys fighting humans. I'm, well, they also ride horses. Yes. And I'm really afraid. So, zebras are going to start riding monkeys. <laughs> I was going to say that zebras were going to start riding horses. <laughs> well, yes. If it was going to work, that would be how. That'd be how. And if we don't get this zebra situation under control now, that's what it's going to become. Yeah, dude. I z- zebras are already amazing communicators. Uh, not afraid of public speaking at all. Um, none of them actually. I don't think it's something they're allowed to fear. So, if they find a way to organize more than they have now, the world's gonna get it coming. We they're gonna get what's cannot coming let them get a hold of Chris Rock because Listen, in their eyes, Chris Rock yeah. is the only person that can bridge the two communities. Right. And I'm I'm let's not get it confused. I support the rights of zebras. I 100% back them. I just think we can't let what happens what's happening with humans happen to zebras. We can't let it get out of control. We're trying to we save need them, equality. really. We need to save them, but we can't let them have the power we have because then the power dynamic never stops. We just need equality and zebras need to get the time, the finances and the support that they deserve. 
And uh, we'll make sure to check in next week as well. As always, this is your trusted zebra guide. Uh, I am Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. We'll see you next week. See ya. Thank you.